How you doing? It's Sharon Smith of I Epic Poetry Podcast. And I'd like to tell you to go check out Auntie Vice and her podcast, Fat Chicks on Top, where she basically talks to professionals in the kink and LGBT community and also about body positivity and also sex positivity. So go check that out on all streaming services. Take care. Welcome, everybody. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here once again with my two popcorn snatchers, extraordinaires, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up. What up? (laughs) And today we're going to not talk about a movie. We're going to talk about an actual series. There's an actual TV episode on um, on FX called Quarterly Life Poetry. This here is uh, a com a ten uh, eight episode com- uh, comedy series, very short, almost like each one about six six to eight minutes long. Uh, this project was actually written and created by Samantha Jean. It began in January 2015 as an Instagram account, and the Instagram account still is still active. Quarterly write poetry, where Samantha would write uh, quatrains and draw and doodle and draw doodles of her quarterly life crisis. Uh, Grand Central Publishing actually published her book, uh, Quarterly Life uh, Poetry: Poems for the Broke. Young and Hangry in April 2016. They actually, and it became a big hit and they translated in different languages, including Chinese. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> four years later, Quarterly Light premiered. Uh, the show actually Quarterly Light premiered a short form dark comedy series on the Sundance Film Festival and was critically acclaimed and got picked up by FX Network. Um, each of the short term, the short form, um, episode focusing on different anxieties over time exploration of um, fan, um, fantasy reality spoken word and music so um, Samantha Samantha wrote and starred in each episode all all directed by um, Arturo Perez jr directed all nine episodes and it was it was actually part of the um, FXX TV series Cake. There's actually a, a, a series called Cake, which actually goes into. It's almost like how um, uh, Toonami is. Uh, and um, <laughs> for people that know, it's like who the heck's Toonami? Okay, <laughs> it's this little thing <laughs> where they do little short. Oh uh, man, I miss you, Toonami. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, let's go with the initial thoughts. How did everyone feel about the quarterly life poetry, Marvin? You know, as someone who's like in the age, same age demographic as this narrator, this mm-hmm. one hit really hard. It was really relatable. 
especially with the whole Friday night, we got to, I just want to stay in her excerpts about we got to work, just circle back to working. Like literally everything outside of the whole planned parenthood and her feeling really anxious about taking a shit in the bathroom because honestly, as a guy, well, I mean, no, okay. Okay. I, I too have an bathroom anxiety. I'm willingly able to admit that I don't like taking a shit in public bathrooms that even work. That's just, really? me. yeah, <laughs> that, but I think I just grew up weird. That's just me. No, but, I think that's a new, I no, think that's, that's a thing. very normal. That's a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, look, but at least like with the whole farting, like, dude, you know how many people like I've heard at my work bathroom who've like farted super loud. Like I can't relate to that, but everything else <laughs> about this was like super relatable. I loved it. They talked about I, what I feel was really relevant topics that a lot of people within my demogra- age demographic feel. And it was a whole lot more relatable than fucking Mulan 2020. How <laughs> <laughs> to bring it in you, guys, <laughs> you, you don't do a Spider-Man Kung Fu move every other day? It's what's no, the point no, of your, I your don't. growing up? No, and I don't make uh, empty feminist remarks just to show I'm a woke fe- ally without actually meaning it, you know? <laughs> Sorry, Mulan 2020. I just don't feel you on that. Wow. <laughs> He went already for the, for the fruit. <laughs> How about you on device? <laughs> I agree with Marvin. I think it captures that late 20s, early 30s, the, you know, kind of the daily minutia that you deal with and the little anxieties that you have. And it just reminded me how glad I was to be 15 years past that. Wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because, because, you get to a point and now it's like, yeah, I would shit in any public bathroom if I need to. Like, I don't have the anxiety about that. And the not wanting to go out on Friday night, I don't. Uh, oh, yeah. That one hit me hard. The moment, like, she goes <laughs> back home for the party and she's like, I'm going to bed. All since she's on her phone. I have done that too many times in my life. Too many mm-hmm. times. I felt that. Well, <laughs> well the, the episodes are called the first one damn i love this friday night uh saviana uh, uh surviving the office what do you do um emailing the boss group think treating yourself uh planned parenthood uh office bathroom and their circle back <laughs> think was so classic what it's like to try and decide oh my god i mean i 10 years or more ago when i was in the office like we would have entire meetings of we had what was called the dot uh conference summit is when you split two sentences take start stop halfway through one sentence in a quote and then pick up halfway through another sentence in the quote how do you punctuate it? We had a four-hour summit on that. See, I'm thankful that my job doesn't really require that, just purely because of just the nature of it. I'm purely production. But, oh, God, I, I felt the emailing yeah. the boss. I, <laughs> and you know what the funny part is? Like, I just care so little now that I don't even care. Good afternoon. Kind regards, Marvin. I don't even care how mm-hmm. look. Outside of, like, grammatical issues and... 
making sure I sound professional. I do not care enough if I sound likable. I, I have stopped caring. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that one felt that one I related to like two years, like three, four years ago, I would have like related super hard to that. Now it's just like, I don't care, dude. If, <laughs> if dude likes me, he likes me. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he's annoyed with me. <laughs> well, technically, Marvin, you are out of the, the 25-year range now. You are in 30s. <laughs> way, to th- way to make me feel old. I think my back spasm just got triggered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. We're in the 40s, and you know we just basically lost that whole spectrum of that. Uh, I'm going down on 50 real fast here. <laughs> so, so during our meeting like a few weeks back, someone like just got promoted and he was like, Oh man, I'm so excited to be working with all of you. I think I'm like the only Gen Zer in this group. It's like, I'm going to kick you down the fucking stairs. I'm about to kick you in down the stairs. If I see you in the office, I'm going to let you walk a little bit quicker than me. And I'm just going to like Sparta kick you down the fucking stairs. Sparta! <laughs> dated myself. I literally dated myself, but I'm unashamed. I'm about to kick him down the stairs for that. <laughs> oh, that, that's that, at least that's at least that's a specific <laughs> to write a write a poem about it. <laughs> but um, this one, this one actually, it was funny to me because a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I, I do remember having groupthink. I do have. I do remember being in the bathroom and having the thing like, "What is this person next to me thinking?" <laughs> Like, I never had that problem when we were dating. When we started dating, that was never an issue for you. Mm, it was an yeah. issue for me. It was not an issue for you. See, well, that's not an issue I think about anymore with the group thing thing. There you go. But <laughs> what do you do was is still definitely a very relevant thing for me. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I work in an office, but on my free time, I'm a creator. It's like, man, I sound like such a fucking tool right now. <laughs> One one thing I noticed that they're they're out of uh, out of the first few uh first five, they had a lot of um there was a lot of um poem rhyme schemes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the last few did not have it. They just there was more of a visual. Yeah. Like Planned Parenthood. It was more of a visual thing, just you watching her go through this motion and watching and observing people and saying and I started thinking in my head, it's like, oh, it's the same thing with even with office bathroom. There was no real, um, there was no real um, story, you know, poem around it. It was basically the visual of the poem, was the visual, was the poem. So I was like, oh, okay. So I think, had, that? well, I think kind of like how we did a review for another one one time where it was the short excerpts from YouTube where one of them was just pure silence that was about COVID. This in itself, these and like the last few are visual representations of poetry in their own mm-hmm. right. Kind of like um, I think the parallel, while I'll never understand and can be able to relate to it, but through my understanding and empathy of Planned Parenthood, man, that one's a very poignant one. <laughs> See, with that one, it kept reminding me. Uh, so I had an intern who was about in this age range when she was working for me, and we had gone on a business trip and driving home we were exchanging stories of like worst dating experiences because there were like three of us in the car and she was telling me about being in Planned Parenthood and there's this dude sitting next to her and you know um it's postponed um you know when a dude's at Planned Parenthood it's for nothing no other reason than something burns um these guys just generally don't go in and get STI tests there and uh, 
he's sitting out there and stuff. And he looked at her and said, So, what are you here for? No. Which is, yes. And then, like, he's been, and he's trying to pick her up, and she's like, just trying to, like, do her thing and ignore him. And he keeps trying to, and he's like, I should be good for a date in seven to 10 days. We should hook up after that. <laughs> I admire that type of bravery. I legitimately admire that type of bravery. That is a man I don't respect who gives it. No fucks. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I did not respect the move, but I admire that level of like lack of awareness there. I, I think it'd be more I, just, I appreciate that he put on it'll be seven to ten days. Like he already knew what script he was getting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more surprised the fact that would be an interesting story if they actually went any further. It's like, how did y'all meet? Well, this is a funny story. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely not. No, no way would I would ever if I was ever a parent. Like, I already disagreed. I was getting treated for an STI infection. I was gonna get tested. We figured in 10 days we'd gone on a date when he was good to go. Like, you know, he was cute. Drink. I figured why not? I appreciate his uh level of enthusiasm <laughs> but as but how do you feel about some um, samantha james's um poems um just the the relatability i mean a lot of them were very um erratic uh very um surreal and did did she actually capture the feeling of basically a young um a young 25 year old trying to survive in a world broke and also hangry as she fought it. <laughs> Our device. Yeah. I think she caught the, she did what good poetry is supposed to do. It succinctly captures a feeling or emotion or time in a way that makes it understandable to others and does it with an elegant use of language. And I think her use of pacing and the words she chose and how she put it together, I think she did an excellent job of capturing what so many folks go through in this time period. What you, Marvin? No, I absolutely agree with Fontivas. I think she captured a sense of understanding of what her core demographic was going to be listening in on. She understood exactly what her age demographic was experiencing like even down to the little but i can take pictures of it mm -hmm. <laughs> i i don't know a single asian person living in the bay area who doesn't think that <laughs> i absolutely do not we could be go like i could grab a bunch of asians that i know we could all go out to the bay area or koreatown and go to like you know what i heard this specific spot is really good cool let's take a pic of it before we go <laughs> i'm a, i'm even guilty of that i will literally even go you know what it's not dinner at omakase sushi without taking a picture of said sushi it's fucking sashimi and nigiri <laughs> but you want to have a picture that lasts long huh <laughs> yes like granted i get it i get it they marinate the fish different ways but it's fucking sashimi and nigiri <laughs> and i'm taking pictures of it like a fool <laughs> mean that there's a lot of mean that there's a lot of other po poets that you know kind of champion um whitman uh, uh frost and everything else this one actually brought in kind of a modern feel than what you're you know than what the past classical poets have done i was wondering is it does that add a little bit of um relate relativity 
to the situation. You know, you can actually relate to now these poems than a lot of the mm-hmm. older mm-hmm. ones. And almost like it's almost like how they do with Shakespeare. You know, that period had that you can relate to that period. This one relates to the 2000s. It's not even 90s. I mean, beyond us being 90, mm-hmm. 90 babies and well, one ninety baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one ninety. Like, you fetching their seventies baby. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, no, I was I I knew what I was. I know I'm a seventies. I'm just saying. You keep telling people you forty. You forty five. I stopped doing that. Thanks for telling my secret. Now, if you were though, if I heard that episode, I I know you're forty five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> This adds this adds to the point of this is done. This this was done in 2015, 2019. Would you think now have a a, new, a person who's now 25 now with the pandemic and everything? Would you feel that they'll have the same the same ideology as 2019, or do you think they'll be a little bit more? They'll have a little more of a different different approach to. 23 now 2023 where you know they had they had to deal with a um they had to deal with a covid situation they had to deal with a pandemic they had to deal also with um uh prices going high not being able to sustain some things and living technically in a little bubble what would you feel do you think that that would be a correct uh thing for a 25 year old now their crisis now going on or no i know you're laughing at me i got both y'all gonna have to edit this shit out oh he's Uh, gonna have to edit i won't i won't (laughs) go ahead speak your piece i i I think the pandemic has changed so much that there will be a like a five-year period where people who range between 18 and 25 in this five-year period are going to have a very difficult experience than anybody else and make it much harder to relate to something like this uh and who knows going forward yeah i think like because this was created what it didn't start yeah this was definitely during the uh quote-unquote boss bitch era It was four times. Yeah. And then like and like at that time, that was kind of like the white feminist movement. That was really cool. Everybody was kind of getting behind it. And then as more things were coming kind of coming out, like it was kind of starting to be revealing that the boss fish thing was toxic in its own way. Mm. But I but at surface value, at scratching the surface, we look at everything skimming the um, ice and everything like that I think this is a very much a relatable experience for a lot of young working professionals and everything like that working yes because there's a lot of us who are not currently working too I mean that's the other thing is you know we've had a, a period now where there are people who graduated from high school or college and have not had a formal office job and may never go back into, you know, cubicle life, mm-hmm. which let, let's hope that's the case because cubicle life is, is deadly. Do you agree with that, Marvin? Oh, absolutely agree with that. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Would you rather be not in a cubicle and be in an actual home or? I would rather else? be frolicking in a field mm-hmm. somewhere. I don't know. You're not a frolicker. <laughs> I am a goddamn. Pro- 
<laughs> if he gave him Hank, he'd be a hell of a frolicker. If he gave me no work and Hank, I would definitely be a frolicker. I mm-hmm. think you want work. I'm more perception that you love to have something to do. I would like something to do that is not work related. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, this book I, I had this I had this um poetry book to a lot of the earlier 2000 um 2010 stuff. Um, there's um Austin Austin Cleon. There's um, um Timothy um Fer- Tim Ferriss. A lot of the people that basically started bringing out. A lot of those, um, um, inf- you know, informational speaker type poems, speeches, and books about how to basically recreate yourself. I add this to that list because that you're right. It is it, not only was that it was like a boss bitch idea. It was more of a become the new, you know, become the new two thousand entrepreneur and all these little things that make you feel like you know my cre- you know creativity is now the norm now we, we don't use words like you know painter uh, you, we, uh, we use words like creative to put everyone in one place you're now creative now that's what i, ca- I kind of put this into um so i will say is now for us to do our specialty thing we always do it's time for snap judgment and it's snap judgment we rate and review this one's gonna be episodes and see if we like them as much as y'all do. We go in three, we go in quarter snap increments. If this was three snaps, this thing is the greatest thing in the world. It should be put on every single site and sound. Everyone should know it. This should be the Bible for every young, every young person out there. If it's two snaps, it's not that bad, but. It's not that good. If it's one snap, this move this move should be as covered as when she's in the bathroom holding that holding that fart, and the person was still there. Good times. <laughs> All right, we shall close our eyes, and I will count to three. One, two, three. Oh, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> For once, I'm the highest. Three, two and a half, two and a half. All right. Since And the three is coming from Marvin himself. Marvin, why did you give it a three? I think it's just purely because of like everything I said. Like whether two particular episodes I didn't fully relate to. Mm. A lot of this stuff kind of just fits in within the audience that she was microphoning this to. And I'm... Like it was 2015. I definitely was within that audience range, and I certainly feel where she's coming from. I still kind of do, still certainly feel where she's coming from. <laughs> Life is hard for some people like us. Life has exceptionally gotten harder for people like us with inflation, with having to work hand and fist for, and still being undervalued. I absolutely got this. And you being in Sacramento kind of makes a difference because I think she did this all in New York. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about it in New York. It's okay, though. At heart, I feel like I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie Vice, why did you give it a 2.5? I really enjoyed it. There were brief moments where it felt like 25-year-old navel-gazing. Um, <laughs> and those moments, those moments knocked it down a bit. 
And I mean, that's part of being 25 and that narcissism still hasn't receded yet. And as I get older, the more that is a turnoff. So that's why I didn't get a three. It got a two and a half. Okay. If I was Marvin's age, I would have given it a three. Hmm. I kind of feel the same way some of you as you feel. Uh I did I did enjoy the the trap music that was added on some of the on some of the tracks. I they actually yeah, kind of updated a lot of the stuff. So it made it made it more relatable where a Gen Z or or email a later millennial would it go would it go, okay, I get this. So and since it was just like 2019, 2020, you know, 2020, 2019, that's technically me all the all the people that were like 95 and 93 this was their this was their moment <laughs> their moment to shine oh, or 90, the 90s and 90 the 90s and 90 95 moments this is their time to shine um yes go check it out people it is on fx or on hulu uh if you also can go check out um quarterly life poetry on instagram where she basically has little doodles and also poems just right there for you to check out and stuff and go get her book and go get uh, Samantha Jane's book if you are interested in some of the poetry and you want to get inflicted into it. Uh, we will, <laughs> the book is called Quarterly Life Poetry The Young, Broke, and Hangry. Go get on Amazon. The next movie we'll be doing, we actually have two. So it's going to be a choice because. I know Auntie Vice has one she wants to throw out, and I have another one that's um, that um, is on the list too. So check it out, people. We will try to do those movies. Um, we'll be doing those movies coming up. I think this week. I think this whole month is going to be review month. I'm going to give a review month. We're not going to do. We're not going to do no poet interviews or anything. Um, we're going to do a review month. So every week, people, we will be here to throw in a new review for you to check out. Please come back and s- enjoy the stuff that we are seeing because it is on streaming services and you can actually see yourself. Social media, Marvin. Yeah, you can find me at StarvinMarvin09 on IG. Auntie Vice. I'm Auntie Vice on most social media, AuntieVice.com, and check out my podcast, Fat Chicks on Top. And you can find me on Iambiczine, that is I-A-M-B-I-C, as in Captain, Z, as in Zebra, I-N-E. Oh, and also check out, um, if you are in the Sacramento area, you can come out and see a show over at Staff Comedy Theater called Loudmouths where we have comedy and poetry sharing the same stage. So we have comics and comedians. I mean, comics and poets sharing the same stage. I said comics and comedians. Come out is on on, uh, July 20th. That's a Wednesday, 8.30. Go get a ticket. We'll put it on the list. It'll be in the the show notes. And come back and we will show for next week for our new episode of Real poetry. Take care. Peace. Peace.